And it is the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast, episode number 20. And uh, I'm Mike Taylor, along with John Barrera. And uh, 20th episode. So most podcasts podcasts only make it to like episode uh, four or five, if you're lucky. And the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast is at number 20 today. So that's a pretty big milestone for us. Going strong. We're almost up to 200 members, Mike. Yeah, we are in the Kerrville Small Business Network Facebook group. So you can check that out on Facebook and you can get to the group also by going to our website. It's KerrvilleNetwork.com, KerrvilleNetwork.com. And you can hear every single podcast that we've done as well as get to the Facebook group at KerrvilleNetwork.com. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Kerrville Small Business Network, at the top of the KerrvilleNetwork.com is a link where you can go and fill out to be a guest on the podcast. So today is a very special day for us. We have Kerrville Pets Alive, which is a newer nonprofit in the in the area uh, that is here with us. And uh, we have Karen Guerrero, right? Yes, that's Karen Guerrero. Guerrero. Or Guerrero. There's lots of different ways to say okay. it. But Car- that'll work. We have Karen G. <laughs> and we have Verla. Bruner. Bruner as well. So, yeah, Karen Guerrero and Verla Bruner in the studio this morning. And uh, welcome to the podcast, y'all. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So you guys started out just a uh, couple of years ago as an actual nonprofit, but you guys have been doing work in the area for a long time now. Right, we have. So uh, Verla is with VA Dogs. I'm with, we're both with Kerrville Pets Alive. We we feel like that we work together very well because uh, they help us out and we help them out as well. Um, we, uh, I am, am the president we formed in 2019 and before that, our our formation was really res- re- the result of a lot of animal advocates in the area wanting things to uh, be a little bit better over at Kirk County Animal Services, which is our only open intake animal control facility in Kirk County. So yes, we have we are new, but we have been boots on the ground for probably six years now. Um, we have spent hours on end in commissioner's court learning about county government and how the animals shelter is is operated and how it uh, runs basically under texas law so it's been many learning i call them learning layers <laughs> so now i feel like we're, we're in a really good spot uh we again started in 2019 we have grown very very rapidly we have 11 board members now and we maintain a group of about 500 people in a Facebook group that serves as a forum for animal networking for that uh, shelter. And that's uh, Hill Country Animal Advocates, right? It is Hill Country Animal yeah. Advocates. It's uh, Kerrville Pets Alive is kind of like an an um, we like an umbrella over some different organizations. And underneath us, you know, with we have social media, we have a website, but we also have this forum that serves as a, a networking uh, group for. Animal advocacy, sharing resources, and uh, rescue for Kirk County Animal Services. That's that's amazing. So let's go back before Kerrville Pets Alive started. So before Kerrville Pets Alive started, there was a huge animal advocacy group in the area, but they didn't really have a name. Right. It was just a bunch of people trying to do their part to help out as, as best as possible. Right. Right. So do you want to talk about how that all all got together? Yeah. Yeah. um, That's interesting that you asked that because we always talk about this thing called a spark. And a few of us went to the Austin Pets Alive um, or American Pets Alive conference a few years ago. 
and there was a really special speaker there and she said uh, there's there's always a spark that starts your passion and your organization and what and you need to know what your spark is and our spark had a name his name was Nelson and he was a large gray pit bull uh, that was uh, impounded at Kirk County Animal Services he was going to be euthanized and the director at the time decided to save him from euthanasia and um, he later left the director later left the shelter and uh, adopted Nelson and then fast forward Nelson got in an accident later and and um, so the county basically put Nelson up for adoption um, and for a high fee it was like 23 or 2400 dollars it was what they wanted (laughs) it was and they were they were trying to figure out a solution for this animal because he was considered uh, a constable or an ambassador for the shelter so it was kind of an odd situation and and that the commissioners had not uh, had before so they put him up for adoption and that caused a lot of a little bit of a stir it kind of got nationwide attention and a lot of people uh there was an uproar just about using him um like that and so that brought we many people together we started talking and formed hill country animal advocates in in one day and then it kind of grew from there and um that group operated for two years and then the county commissioners basically said hey uh, we're listening to you. We know we need some change at Kirk County Animal Services. And it, it took some pressure on the county commissioners to get them to finally say, we are listening to you. It, it did take mm-hmm. some some people going to commissioner's court, contacting them, emailing them for them to say, okay, our ears are open before that happened. Absolutely. We had a town hall meeting and it was basically um, just, hey, everyone in the community that's concerned about what's going on at your animals shelter a lot of people don't even know that Kirk County Animal Service is where it is it's our county shelter is the a lot of uh, communities have municipal shelters or county shelters or they have private shelters which we have two of here as well and a lot of people think it's the Humane Society the Humane they, Society they don't even know there's there's a lot of <laughs> right. ignorance when it comes to comes to our pets and you know to the average person out there they just they go to work they come home and and they they're like oh i want to i want to get a dog i want to adopt a cat so they're like i'll just go to the nearest place that i know i can adopt a dog or a cat at they don't they don't know what the place actually is they don't know if it's a humane society or if it's a kill shelter or if it's a no kill shelter. they have no idea right so that's why we call it it really is called the pound it is the pound it's animal control and yeah. um they are tasked with rabies and animal control uh, the state of Texas does not require that county facilities even do adoptions. They just do it out of goodwill. So that shelter doesn't even have to have adoptions. They just chose to, uh, you know, across the nation, these uh, county shelters decided to offer adoptions just as a means of goodwill. So uh, they don't have a lot of resources dedicated to the adoption side and rescue side. That's why the commissioners asked for Curville Pets Alive or a nonprofit to be formed to fill that gap. What exactly does Curvo Pets Alive do, and why are there so many people standing behind y'all? Well, our mission is to save Kerr County cats and dogs from euthanasia, and that's a pretty broad mission statement. How and our focus is on Kerr County Animal Services. Years ago, there were hundreds of animals at that facility that had to be euthanized, mm. uh, and it was just strictly a matter of space. They do taken wildlife over there but they do taken dogs and cats and some farm animals Um, but hundreds and hundreds of animals were euthanized and it was just a matter of lack of resources their ability to have enough staff to get the animals a notice featured out to rescue organizations so 
that's what our focus is. We also work with the community to keep their pets healthy and safe at home by providing resources to them, education. We have a great office at 414 Clay, which is right in the middle of town. We chose to have something centrally located that people could just come in and talk to us about their needs. Uh, a lot of homeless people came in during the pandemic and needed uh, living out of their cars. We still have, we recently just helped a lady that um, had a really sick dog that was living in her car and she's okay now, but we gave, supplied her with food. So we help the community keep their pets safe and at home and out of the shelter. So we're kind of helping them from getting to the, you know, before they get to the shelter. And then when they're in the shelter, we help them get out. And I think that that's probably why we have such a big community base that really supports the organization is because we don't just, it's not just about one end of it. We're really helping both sides. Really? Uh, what's the biggest problem y'all face? Is it um, overpopulation? Is it uh, not finding enough homes? I think what you just said, um, every community is different. Kerrville, as you know, is a retirement community. I mean, it is growing and we are getting some families in and, and we're, we find that it's a little bit difficult to adopt out uh, large dogs here in our community. And just for the reason, it's the, the people that are adopting tend to want smaller dogs that are easier to manage. Uh, a lot of our uh, affordable housing does not, it's very, it's very expensive to it is, have yeah. a pet. I We had someone reach out to us the other day that needed $600. They had three cats and they needed $600 to um to be able to move in with their they've got a new job in Kerrville and needed to bring their three cats and that's a big challenge for mm. them so that's a whole you know almost half a month's rent i guess so um that that's a big challenge and also our we have a huge uh, uh concern about our community cats here in Kerr County um as our community grows and develops you know we had, we had HEB expand we have some cat colonies that are being displaced and a lot of good people with wonderful intentions when they start feeding these cat porch cats that come up and then they multiply. And I think the freeze, we don't know what happened, but it is just explode. Mm. The kitten season has just been tremendous this year and we're still dealing with it. I just walked in here with a frown on my face sort of this morning because we've got so many people calling about cats and kittens being found. And this is an, more of an extended season than we're used to. And there's just not enough homes. So we have to, reach out to rescues and I Berlin knows we say every day is a KPA day because we literally every day we're doing something to either help people with their pets or to help animals at that shelter, um, Kirk County Animal Services. And a, the, I'm sorry. And a lot of what we do is we transport animals out of the area as well. So we, we have a large volunteer network that they help transport animals and this from is, Kirk County out to Austin and out of state even. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is nationwide. Mm -hmm. You guys have had people in like Washington State yep. adopt in the we past. We just did one in really? Wisconsin, I think, right? Yeah. Was, Minnesota. Wow. Yeah, Minnesota. We, we yeah. sent some to Minnesota the other day, and we really heavily, we've got a lot of great rescue groups in our area. So we we de are determined that, you know, Kerrville Pets Alive has an office, and we really don't have a shelter facility. We think it's kind of silly that there are two large nonprofit uh, shelters here in Kerr County as, long, as well as the county facility. And so we... I want to be the facilitator and, and educator in all this. And so we facilitate transports to those rescue groups that do get them out of state. We we were hands-on with, with about 10 puppies the other day that we did have to, it was like a nine leg trip all the way up to Minnesota and very involved. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, so, so with Curvo pets alive and KCAS have very limited adoption resources. 
because they are very limited on on what they can do and they're great people at kcs they care mm-hmm. about the animals but mm-hmm. their hands are kind of tied on on what they can do you mm-hmm. know and the funding that that they have in order to do this so so kerrville pets alive was formed and it stepped up to bridge that gap between the lack of a, adoption resources at kcas and the community right we did and we we got the adoption coordinator that was one of the we, we went, went in with three wishes at one point to the commissioners and said we would like or it was four wishes it was an adoption coordinator we wanted them to form an advisory board for animal services which would have a veterinarian on it a private shelter representative a representative from the city and i serve on that committee and um also the director of animal services we wanted extended shelter hours we wanted saturday uh, adoptions available and new shelter software they we we made such great uh, steps forward and we got all those things except the saturday hours were eventually taken away from us right i do remember that yes yeah. right and so um and we do have our great adoption coordinator still but that's what it where we step in is the we the staff they always have uh challenges with staff there they have to cover 1100 square miles and 50,000 residents that's a lot mm-hmm. yeah it and really they only is. have one or two trucks right They've got more than that. I think they've okay. got one on the way as well. But still, you know, every morning they go out sometimes 45 minutes. People don't realize how large Kerr County is. I mean, they go 45 minutes out in the morning to pick up trapped animals and bring them back in. It's very time consuming. And it's not just dogs and cats. It's it's livestock also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were, at one point, there was even an ostrich there. <laughs> Yeah, they've had some interesting animals. That. There they was are, a rooster there the other day. There was a <laughs> couple of roosters, kind of- right? Uh, so it's... there's. The, that's rare that that happens, and you see yeah. that's interesting too because the sheriff's office is involved with that because that's considered an astray astray livestock. Right. Yeah, and there's certain requirements. They either have to go to auction or they can go to a rescue. So we always beg for them to go to go to a rescue, and especially with pigs, it's like, is it a domestic pig? Or right. Is it a you know a, a pet pig or is right. it a pig that goes to auction? So. And I want to, Burla's here with me, um, With she is the new executive director for VA Dogs Congratulations. of Texas. Thank you. Appreciate yes. It. And Very exciting. Uh, what's really great about our partnership with them is we have a, a big need <clears throat> for a lot of the dogs that we get out of animal services. Uh, we need a place for them to hang out while, while before they go to rescue. So... Space is limited at animal services, and so yeah. the staff is like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find a rescue for these animals, but they need a place to hang out that we don't have to pay very much for because boarding can be expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. And our, our vets are just always overwhelmed here with their boarding. So VA service uh, dogs. Yeah, uh, VA dogs. So VA, I need to clarify that. VA dogs. A, a, of, a veterans of Assistance Dogs Vet- of Texas. Yes, yeah, yes. VA dogs. So. What we have done is we partnered with KPA, which is a great, you know, great um, building kind of thing for us because we have a brand new facility out in Mount Home with kennels. And um, so when KPA has a dog that needs an emergency hotel, we uh, we allow them to bring it out. And, and it's been a great partnership so far, especially since I'm on the board. It's, it's a great kind of thing for us to work together. But... Um, yeah, we're happy to do so. It's it's part of our community here as well. We want VA wants to give back to our community, not just not just take. So, and if you know don't know about VA dogs, uh, vadogs.org is our web address. And basically, we were talking about this this morning on Mike FM that VA dogs takes 
dogs and trains them and it's expensive to train these dogs and then that's for our veterans so they have service dogs also and right. va dogs which is extremely important so thank you guys so much mm-hmm. for doing that too that's and, a, I appreciate it and we we've have, you know it's great because karen will identify a dog and our master trainer uh, kathy will be able to go and check him out and see if he works for us as well so it's really been so a good guys, partnership it's all, it's all Mm-hmm. It's great. Like, it's great. great. It's great. Kind of knitting us all together. So it's yeah. Good. Yeah. So every dog at the shelter and and cats, we have cats that we identify for certain rescues as well. We'll go. Well, that cat will be good going here. And with the dogs, um, there's certain requirements that VA dogs <laughs> has given us, and uh, so we 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 go. Gosh, that'll be a perfect dog for them. You guys are kind of like guardian angels for the for the animals around. Really. Well. Thank you. <laughs> we, there's we, a we lot of guardians. So. Yeah, we have yeah, a lot there's, of there's, 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 there's a, a lot of people. It, it take, we always say it does take a village, and it, it does. does. There's a lot of loving people in the community, a lot of people that necessarily can't be hands-on that reach out to us. Right. That just it, The beauty of social media, networking on the computer, they yes. can, mm-hmm. it, which has given people an avenue to help as well. So, yeah. How important We've, is networking to y'all? With oh, other it's animal groups it's and, everything. and people of the hill country, it, it's everything. I if we couldn't do what we do without it, which I don't think. And everybody's I mean, volunteer too, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Everybody. Everyone with our with Kerrville Pets Alive is is volunteer. We would like to get to the point where we could have a paid executive director. Yeah. Uh, we would really like that, and I think we'll we'll get there at some point. But we are all volunteer. And to answer your question. I don't know what we would do without the, the social media. I'm sure we would work it out because we always, we lived without it before, but it is just incredible. I mean, I, and just in a second or two, I can make a connection for an animal. We, that's one thing we do for animal services is we go up during the week. We take videos for every animal. Videos are key um, with the cats. It's showing how socialized they are. They socialize they, they are. There's kittens that come in that might be a little bit feral, and we go up and socialize those animals because that's key to getting them to a, to a rescue or to get them adopted. So we take videos and just send them out to all of our rescue groups, and uh, the pictures say a thousand words, and they reach out back to us, and we're able to make those connections. So we are very grateful for the internet, mm-hmm. social media. Yeah, I, I when I saw you at the convention. I, I said, that's Karen. I know her from Curvo Pets Alive. And it was all from social media. It was all from networking and, and uh, marketing and putting putting Curvo Pets Alive out there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We try. Always. Well, yeah, you guys Karen are- is definitely the, the queen of social media for, for sure. She's our, she's our social media guru, president, queen, empress. She is all of the <laughs> above. She's amazing. Well, I just need to know if it, you know if it's too much. Sometimes I ask never, my my younger board members. I'm like, how often can I post? And they're like, just if you if you put it on your story, it's fine. But you know, post you need to think a little bit more. So there's there's I'm always learning and. Well, you know, you guys always have access to Curvo Breaking News. You can post as much as you want in there too. Yes, yeah. thank you yeah. so much, and, and thank you for that. That has been just huge. That's and so powerful, Mike. It it's really very is, very man. powerful, and I notice now. The shares that we get are incredible from the animal posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so thank you. And that's a lot to do with the community too. You know, because if people didn't care, they want to share. But people, people do care. They do want to see these these animals reunited with their owners, mm-hmm. or or they want to see them adopted. It's extremely important. It, mm-hmm. it is. And you know, our our pets are family. They are our family members. Mm-hmm. 
you know so it's interesting you say about reuniting with family i was i don't get involved daily on the rescue side of it because of my job but karen and the other some of the others on the board do and our volunteers but just as an example we had a, a dog that was picked up the other day by a community member who's a volunteer with us and she called karen karen reached out to a couple of us i just happened to be in the area was able to meet her and within 30 minutes we had her this dog a gorgeous little dachshund with a dachshund rescue organization they were already had him and i think within two hours he was reunited with his family that's great yeah you know and so the whole it, it didn't take long with all of us being able to connect with each other that's amazing really cool. yeah verla was able to meet up at the office we keep a microchip scanner up there and i would like to talk about microchips a little bit that's something that kerrville pets alive sponsors at kirk yeah. county animal services and uh, we have uh, microchips available. Anyone can go up and get their pet microchipped at Kirk County Animal Services for free. Really? It's on Kerrville Pets Alive, yes. Wow. And yeah, we, that's huge. We chip all the, if your pet is reclaimed, re, pets on reclaim are uh, also chipped. So we buy those chips for the county. We bought them a, a long-handled scanner. It's a microchip scanner that's that's better to use on animals that might be a little bit more fearful so again we're always listening to their needs and how uh, to help them get pets reunited with their owners what's the hardest part about this whole organization dealing with animals i mean i'm assuming it'd be the uh, emotional connection that you build within a 30 minute period or a couple a week period with a certain animal what is it? Well, I mean, I think it's all, I think it's everything. I think it's not just the emotional connection with the dogs. I mean, one of our board members held puppies for 17 weeks before we could transport them. So she was their mother basically for all this time. She, I think she had five total <laughs> and she took care of them and, you know, she bonded with them and they bonded with her. And then also issues with, you know, obviously we have people, unfortunately, that come through and just dump animals out in the country so it's 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 the good and the bad and all of it. It's it, nothing. There's great about it because we get to see people reunited with their pets and people adopt it. But there's some sad things too that we have to deal with. And I think the surrender, the owner surrenders, are, are they're hard for me because um, especially older animals that come in that have lived with someone their entire life. Mm. And I understand when people have that need, and at least they're not letting them loose in the community, but. I, I really want to educate people about when you do take on an animal that it is a you know 15 to 20 year commitment if that is, is a young animal and there's so many questions that you have to, to ask yourself if you when you go out of town um, uh, you know am I working during the day you know what are my responsibilities gonna be can I pay to animals get expensive especially as they're they get older and I, I think making a pet a part of your plan is very important and they're not disposable and, and so speak about our hospice the, the peterson hospice connection that we have we have a lot of great connections with uh, other nonprofits in our community we work with peterson pet peace of mind program and that's basically what's that well when when uh, patients enter the hospice program at peterson then a lot of them have pets so um what peterson does is they wait they have a group of volunteers that go in and assess the the person, the patient's pets, and care for them as they are um, at, in in the end of life process. And during that time, they reach out to us because mm -hmm. they know that those pets are going to have to be rehomed 
and they try to keep the person comfortable and happy with their pets until that time. So we come in and start working on that process before they pass away. And that way it's proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, that's so important. Exactly. Proactive instead of reactive, Um, you know, thinking ahead. And again, back with, you know, surrendering animals, taking on a pet, being uh, proactive with with care and planning for that animal in the future with that animal is so important. Such a hard and sad situation, but it has to be confronted and and dealt with. Right. And we also work with Kerr Connect. Um, We have some drivers. Kerr Connect is another great nonprofit here in Kerrville that provides transports for transport for people that are not able to drive and so uh, we got together and identified some some needs there's some of the drivers didn't want to take people in and pets in their car to veterinary appointments grooming appointments training appointments so uh, now we have some drivers that will drive people with pets to appointments Mm, i didn't even take transportation under consideration yeah yeah yeah, there's. I mean, we have a we have a lot of you know retired people that can't drive and don't feel comfortable driving, and so this gives them the opportunity to to continue on with their life at home, but also take care of their pets at the same time. So it's been really great. What can the community do to solve our pet problem that we have? I solve think, the problem. Yeah, I, don't I realize know if that's possible. That yeah. <laughs> because I mean, we're, we're always reduce, going to we're reduce always, it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, spay and neuter. What, what, um, would it, what would it take to completely solve it, though? I mean, if, if, if that's that's the overall goal to right, reduce it as much right. as possible and solve it, solve it if possible. What can people do to to do their part to get the uh, the rate down? You know, being as, responsible. We talk about responsible pet ownership. You mentioned earlier we send a lot of dogs up north. Apparently, they're very responsible with their breeding regulations and. Um, they are in need of larger dogs there. And here we, we just have a lot, of, we have looser, especially in Texas, there's a lot of looser regulations. Uh, some of the animal control officers, hands are tied a lot uh, with, with certain animal situations. And I think it comes down to just being responsible and realizing that these, these animals aren't disposable and it's a lifetime commitment. And, um, Spaying and neutering is huge. We have a need for vets in our community to get into a vet right now to get your animal spayed and neutered is months out. So if there are any veterinarians ever listening that want to move to Kerrville and join. Yes, join, please, we need we you. Need, really? We need veterinarians. Oh goodness, yes, yeah. that's I right. I didn't know that was an issue. Mm-hmm. And oh. get in spaying and neutering. And there are, I understand there's very responsible people that have animals that they don't want to spay and neuter. If you're responsible and keep your pet in your yard at home, um, then that's great. But if you're, you've got an outdoor dog or cat that wanders, that animal needs to be spayed or neutered just for their, it's great, great for their health. Um, it's, I mean, one safe. male dog can be a father to thousands of other dogs. Cats, wow. dogs. Yeah. Cats do. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. And that's great. Very quickly. Eight out of 10 animals. And I, 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 I feel comfortable saying that are not, that come into animal right. services are not, altered. are not altered. So it's mainly, you know, large male dogs that get out that that looking for a mate mm-hmm. and it's dangerous for them. It's dangerous for other people. Um, there's several that come in multiple times. We call them fre- frequent flyers. Mm-hmm. 
And um, there's there are some communities that do have um, after three times in the impounded at the shelter, they have mandatory spay neuter laws because of that, because it's you, it's basically a, a dangerous you know situation where an animal's out repeatedly. We see the same on social media. We'll see yeah. this dogs out all the time or and we do have incidents where animals uh, are being shot out in the county because they are chasing livestock. Mm-hmm. And it's a very sad situation, but it can be done. People are trying to protect their livestock. Um, but it's just that responsibility, keeping your eye on your pet. If you do get them spayed and neutered, they're less likely to, to be out and about making havoc of things. And um, that's what I think probably is the most important thing, being responsible, mm-hmm. vaccinating your pet. Uh, the county has and twice a year. They offer rabies clinics and things like that. Just educating yourself. And realizing it's a lifetime commitment. Mm-hmm. Does it, this might be a silly question, does it have to be a vet who does the, the altering or can it be like an assistant? Can somebody be I trained especially be in the... I am not a veterinarian and Varla is not either, yeah. but it, you have to have a veterinarian, yeah. yes. Yeah. Alter your because they your they do anesthesia in the whole the okay. whole shebang. Yeah, I got a pocket knife and some rubber yeah, bands. No, no, you know, no, no, I can, <laughs> no. I can come help you. I will remain silent. No, I'm I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm no, kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. But, no. but I didn't realize how big the population uh, control was was an issue here in Kerrville. Big day. and and it's yeah. not only just from within our county. We do have no. people that come through and use us as a dumping ground. I mean, there are we. Back not too long ago, I remember we've had two dogs that I can think of off the top of my head that people have driven through on I ten and dropped them off at the the picnic area up there it on the highway. Pretty often, mm-hmm. it right. does. And a lot of communities yeah. around us don't have an organized animal control. I mean, we we get calls from Bandera mm-hmm. often. They've got right. an animal control facility, but they don't even take cats in there. So. We try to focus on Kerr County, but every now and then we will we'll reach over. Help our neighbors and, a bit. Yes, yeah. and, they, and they help us, especially I want to shout out to Hill Country SPCA and yes, as well yeah. as they, they are a tremendous help to us, as well as SCARF, which is the Sam Coffee a Rescue Injunction, uh, help us with a lot of cats from our uh, our county. And, and we try to just uh, share the love with them. And if they, uh, just this morning I was, uh, actually, Kendall County as well had a, had a need, and so I connected them with Hill Country SPCA because there's a person there that specifically likes black cats. And so I was like, "Wait a second, I can make that connection," and it worked out. And it didn't really involve Criville Pets Alive, but we can we're, facilitate we're the communication. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. we'll we'll we'll. Well, I want to I want to go back a minute about shipping because there was something that happened a few months ago. Okay. Is that we had this uh, unusual, and it was on the news, and you might not have seen it, but. There was a cat that was found, I think, behind Walmart. I think if I remember right. Long story short, got got scanned, uh, had a chip in it, um, had were able to get a hold of the people to who captain. Yep. And so there was a gentleman that was told he was overseas. He was serving, and he was told that his cat had was had been killed. And three years later, he gets a phone call and says, "No, your cat's very much alive right here." And he's from where was he from? Arkansas. Arkansas, Arkansas. Believe, wow, right? That's and wild. so, yeah, and so Southwest Airlines was contacted. One of our board members was able to fly the cat out to Arkansas to meet him and give the cat back to the owner. 
you yeah, know, that's... and it was it was a really cool story, and it was just really proves how well microchipping works, right? If you keep your information updated, that's yeah. really important. You know, if anyone in the community ever wants to come by our Kerrville Pets Alive office at four one four Clay, we will be glad to scan. And it's it's one of those things you think it's updated, but then or maybe it's migrated. It's update. Yeah, they move. So updating they move the and body, migrating, yeah. right? They can yeah. move all the way to the chest area, abdomen, and so just. Knowing where that chip is in your in your animal and having that number that's a universal code, mm-hmm. you could just Google it. Uh, if, yeah, yeah, and and put it in, and it pretty much comes up, and it gets in touch with the microchip company, who then contacts will be, be in contact with the owner. We are kind of running to the end of the time on this podcast. I do want to say, you know, even if the local veterinarians are backed up as far as spaying and neutering, you can always take your pet to San Antonio and get them spayed or neutered there. You can. So just keep calling until you find a vet that can spare or neuter your pet because that literally could save your pet's life to do that. Absolutely. And uh, look out for, we we are working with the city of Kerrville. We're going to have a couple of spay-neuter opportunities where we're going to do some free spay-neutering through the city. We thank them so much for that. And just look at our Facebook page and and website for that. Uh, Real quick, how can people get a hold of Kerrville Pets Alive? I know we said 414 Clay Street. Right, they can come by during the week from 8 to 5, 414 Clay. Uh, they can reach out to us at info at curvilpetsalive.com on email and also contact us on Facebook. All right. John, do you have any other questions? I just want to say thank you all so much for all you do for the animals in the community, yeah, for, for, sure. for the people in the community, and uh, Ms. Verla and Karen. It is an honor to have you all on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you for inviting us on. It really does, is, means a lot. All right, CurvilleNetwork.com is where you can find this podcast and every Kerrville Small Business Network podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as well as some other ones, uh, Anchor.com. And you can also join the Facebook group for the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast group. Uh, we're about 200 members now, and it's just about Kerrville business members and, and uh, business owners helping other business members and owners in the Texas Hill Country, which is extremely important as well and uh, also reach out to Kerrville pets live if you have any more questions you can definitely do that big shout out to jam broadcasting for letting them use or letting us use jam. the 99.1 mike fm uh studio to record this podcast in and we'll see you later this week for episode 21 we have on. hill country social coming up here in a few days right yes yeah so thursday Very will be excited. hill country social so uh thank you so much that's going to go ahead and wrap up episode 20 of the Kerrville small business network podcast